The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. The Adam Shine Podcast. Episode 12 of the Adam Shine Podcast, and we are extra fired up to be with you. The guest today, I mean, this this is as good as it gets. Legendary country music star, Brad Paisley. He's got a special coming out on ABC Think about a variety show. He shot it already in Nashville. He is just incredible. And, of course, you know him from the Nationwide Peyton Manning commercials. Brad Paisley is a diehard fan of the Cleveland Browns, diehard fan of the L.A. Dodgers. Walked into the studio. He's a diehard fan of Shine On Sports. Couldn't wait to disagree with me on things he's heard me say on the show I mean, this this is as good as it gets. I mean, you want to talk about being starstruck when someone walks in the room? Brad Paisley, country music star, an absolute legend, super great guy. The interview's coming up in a little bit. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Plus, the ultimate tales of woe for fantasy football. And will Bob Stew fail again with his pick against the spread for Thursday Night Football. A couple of topics for you to get the party started on episode number 12 of the Adam Shine Podcast. It's over. It is over for Phillip Rivers. I have argued forever, Phillip Rivers, first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. And I will continue to argue forever. He's a Hall of Famer. He is an all-time great. It's officially over for Phillip Rivers. And the fall has been dramatic. It's been precipitous. Last year, top five quarterback in the NFL, top five for league MVP. This year, Phillip Rivers has been one of the five worst quarterbacks, and it was really a sad and fitting car accident at the end of the game when you look at what happened for the Chargers on Monday Night Football and how they lost to the Chiefs in Mexico City. Fourth interception of the game, trying to hit Eckler and easily picked off. And listen, I say fourth interception of the game. If the Kansas City Chiefs were able to corral a couple of others, I mean, Honey Badger dropped an easy interception. Rivers could have been picked off six, seven times in that game. And look, I always defend Phillip Rivers. I love Phillip Rivers. So I don't say any of this with any joy or jubilation in my voice, but it's over. Write the epitaph. Look. In theory, they should bench him. In theory, they should play Tyrod Taylor. You know, Phillip Rivers has been dreadful all season. He was awful in the game against the Raiders. I mean, you saw him on Monday night. It was sad. No zip on the fastball. He's missing high. He's missing low. He doesn't discriminate with how he can hit an open receiver. You know, missing Hunter Henry. It's... It's painful to watch. He's the ultimate competitor. I love Phillip Rivers. You know, the Chargers don't have Rivers under contract for next year. The general manager, Tom Telesco, told me on Shine on Sports on Sirius XM in June that they would get a deal done. 
Listen, I know they're moving into the new stadium in L.A. and, you know, they don't resonate in Los Angeles and on radio on Sirius XM on, on Tuesday. We had Charger fans calling in crying, crying because it's emotional, the attachment they have to Phillip Rivers. Listen, if you're Tom Telesco, you have to take emotion out of it. I I would tell Phillip it's over and maybe Phillip retires. Maybe he knows and sees the writing on the wall. Listen, it's time to look ahead into 2020. You know, you got to see if Cam Newton's healthy. You know, maybe you take a flyer on on Josh Rosen. You know, Ryan Tannehill. You know, look to the draft. I do see a scenario where they franchise Rivers, give him one more year out of love, respect, and loyalty, and then draft a quarterback, maybe Tua Falls. Maybe they take Jake Fromm. You know, they're not going to be in position to get Burrow. They're not going to be in position to get Herbert. But there is no doubt it's over. You know, for so many years when the Chargers would underachieve, it was the, you know, it's so Chargers, right? It was, you know, a mistake on special teams, a missed kick, a bad coaching decision, you know, a whiff tackle on, on defense, a penalty in a big spot, you know, a can't-make-it-up moments. And listen, this year it was all derailed with Derwin James being hurt and Melvin Gordon when he held out and the offensive line and Russell Okung. But the biggest reason why the Chargers are a grotesque 4-7 and seven wasting Super Bowl talent is Phillip Rivers. Simple as that. If they if they had a different quarterback, if Ryan Tannehill was their quarterback, they would be much better than they are right now. I mean, look what Ryan Tannehill did with opportunities for Tennessee against the same Chiefs a couple weeks ago. And I'm using Tannehill as an example because I don't think Ryan Tannehill's good. I, I think he's just a mid-level quarterback who really should not even be a starter in the NFL. So... That's where we're at with Phillip Rivers, been one of the five worst quarterbacks in the league. I will always fight the haters. He had a better, he was a better NFL quarterback than Eli Manning. Eli has the jewelry, not going to take it away. But Phillip Rivers was better. Phillip Rivers was more dominant. It's it's over for Phillip Rivers. And let's hope the Chargers do the right thing and rip off the Band-Aid. They, they got to think about 2020. They need to get better at the quarterback position so it's interesting rivers shot it's over we've seen that all year long how about what father time's doing to tom brady and we've talked about this throughout the season but we're now at a stage where you kind of hold your breath when tom brady drops back to pass hyperbole or did you watch the game against the philadelphia eagles now i'm not going to sit here and say it's all brady the offensive line dreadful isaiah win former first round pick who hasn't played for New England, and remember, he got hurt in the preseason in 2018, former first-round pick 2018 out of Georgia. He's supposed to come back, and he's supposed to play this week in time for the Cowboy game, so we'll see if that actually happens. You know, the line has been awful. Newhouse is terrible. They can't run the ball. You know, Sanu is still learning the offense, and, you know, Nikhil Harry, the first-round pick who I loved, he he missed the, the first half of the season they miss Gronk, never adequately replaced Gronk. They miss his blocking. They miss how tough and clutch he was. I mean, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer at the tight end position. But Brady, right now, at best, is a game manager. At worst, he's subpar. I mean, I, I think the world of Tom Brady. I, I think he's the best athlete I've ever seen, best quarterback I've ever seen. But it's difficult to go into the crystal ball and bank on the Patriots when you have Tom Brady playing like this at at age 42. So 
that to me, it, it's unsettling watching it, but it's it's a fact. I mean, Tom Brady right now is just a, a mid-level at best quarterback, a game manager, and the schedule's tough. You know, they got the Cowboys coming up, and then they have a game against Houston, then they have Kansas City, so to play the Bills one more time. I'm not feeling good about Tom Brady here. Haven't all year, and let's be honest, I'm not feeling good about Tom Brady for the rest of the season, which leads me into a power ranking because I think there's a very realistic chance that Lamar Jackson could end up getting the MVP trophy and the Lombardi trophy. Now, please don't misinterpret. I am not crowning Baltimore. I am not screaming they're going to win the Super Bowl. What I'm saying, if we were doing a power ranking right now, Tuesday, 2.30 Eastern, after 11 weeks of the NFL season, I would say that the MVP frontrunner by a hair is Lamar Jackson. And I would say that the Baltimore Ravens are the best team in the NFL. And it's not just Lamar who is special and majestic, and I told you before the draft he was going to be incredible. It's Mark Ingram. It's Mark Andrews. It's really the defense. I mean, that was the thing with Baltimore early in the season. The defense was absolutely deplorable. Look at what the defense has done three straight weeks. Seattle and Russ, New England and Tom Brady, and then what happened with Deshaun Watson and how they just destroyed the Houston Texans. So that is absolutely positively impressive. To me right now, you have Lamar, you have Russ, draw a line, you have Deshaun Watson, you have Dak Prescott, who deserves a lot of love and consideration for the season he's had And you have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, those are the dudes. Those are the guys when you talk about MVP. And in terms of a power ranking for the teams, look, Baltimore unequivocally because of the defense, they're number one. Here's my top five right now. Baltimore, Green Bay, New England, San Francisco, New Orleans. Baltimore, Green Bay, New England, San Francisco, which is all banged up, and that's a huge game, which we'll get into in a little bit with Green Bay and San Francisco. Then New Orleans. Chiefs, my preseason pick. I did not think they looked good at all. Again, even in a win, I have Kansas City right now outside the top five. If Patty returns to Patty form, we'll have a different discussion about it. Coming up next, this was an absolute thrill. The legendary Brad Paisley. Sign on sports with Adam Side. One of the best to ever do it as a head coach in the history of college football, Tambo Sweeney. Coach, how would you characterize and describe what Trevor Lawrence has done this season? I think he's the best player in the country. I don't think it's close. To be quite honest with you, he would win the Heisman if I played him for four quarters. If I left him in there, he'd score a million points. Sign on sports. Weekdays from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Sirius XM Channel 82. Well, this is an absolute treat for me. Joining us right now, country music superstar and a diehard, legit sports fan, (laughs) Brad Paisley is nice enough to give us a few minutes. It is so good to see you. Welcome. Thrilled to be here. This is is an unexpected 
perk of getting to do something different for me. Oh, that makes my day. It's awesome to get to talk to you and tell you all the ways you're wrong. I love it. Brad's already talking smack. I, you're, he's a diehard sports fan, and we got a lot of sports to talk to Brad about. But first and foremost, you know, when, whenever someone comes in and there's something to promote, I'm always all in, right? You know, yeah. it's part of the deal. You want to promote it. The fact that you have a primetime special on ABC is amazing in itself. It's ridiculously uh, reckless of them. The fact that it's called Brad Paisley thinks he's special. <laughs> that's that's the greatest name I've ever ever heard. Really? Yeah, it's unbelievable. That's uh, nice of you. Well, I, it's weird. I thought it was the Brad Paisley special till I saw it written in print, <laughs> and somebody added that must have been my wife, and. Uh, I love the title too because it really it's funny when we were try I had this idea for ABC which was look let's go to Nashville let's shine a light on all these cool things happening there from the nightlife to the artists and the music and then we'll do comedy and it'll be like something happening in the middle of America like typically happens here on sure. TV. And so here we are but the thing that made it come together was the title of the show. We pitched the show without that title. I mean, it was like, you know, American something night, you know, in Nashville. This has got to be a great thrill for you. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, I'm i immersed in this at this point. We came up with everything. Uh, myself, my uh, co-producers, we came up with all the bits. I got really heavily involved in the edit once we filmed it. But we filmed it all in front of a live audience, which is a blast. That's the way you know it works. Because you feed off that energy. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. You know, you also know which parts you're going to cut as you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that you do. And, and it's a who's who in terms of who's going to be on the special. The Jonas Brothers. Yes, they uh, they're a new group that you may not have ever heard of. Yeah, not familiar with their work. Um, you know, by the way, with with three kids, with an 11 year old girl, a nine year old girl, yeah, a four year old boy. I mean, it's Jonas Brothers nonstop. Yeah, it's it's nonstop. Hootie and the Blowfish. Yes, for our generation. I mean, that's, we, we need Hootie and the Blowfish. I Tim McGraw? Yeah, Tim's an old friend of mine, and he and I have gotten really close, and he shows up in the coolest way in the special. I don't want to give it away, but he pops up out of nowhere um, sort of unexpectedly, and it's a blast. He's just great. And he doesn't sing in this, but... Uh, if we do any more of these, he will. He, he has to. I mean, he yeah. is, his voice is fantastic. Carrie Underwood is going to be in it? Carrie's awesome in this. There's a side of Carrie that you'll maybe never see anywhere else in this special. Wow. Um, and we've done a lot of things together over the years, and I'd never seen anything like this. And in keeping with the theme of the show, which is that thinks he's aspect of the title, mm -hmm. I'm upstaged by everybody in this show. I, I sort of told him, this is a roast of me at its core so i'm not in this to look cool make me look foolish and take me out of my comfort zone and all of that and i sort of set out to take carrie out of her comfort zone and she turns that on its ear and um scares me to death and you know we do this driving thing off-roading in a four-wheel drive oh that's cool and that woman should not be driving <laughs> anything i wouldn't let her on a bike let alone a any kind of vehicle. No, not anymore. I'm never getting in a car with her again. And of course, Peyton Manning. Who? Yeah, exactly. Let me let me ask you this. These retirees, I'll tell you. They're, they're too, you must on the street. Do you get people singing nationwide when they see you? What do you think? Uh, yes. 
Now, it's interesting. Like, I tell my kids, you know, I got Brad Paisley coming on. Yeah. Like, nationwide yeah, right, is right. on your side. of that. That's right where everyone's brain goes. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you know what? It's it's like really, it's really fun to be a part of that. I love what we're doing. I love the writers they have for those bits. And then there's Peyton's comedic timing, which, you know, I jokingly said this the other night at a, we did a, we did an event for charity where he and I got up and we were interviewed by the presidential historian John Meacham, which was fun. He interviewed us like it was important. That's awesome. And um, they said, have you ever seen anything like this guy about Peyton? And I said, no, I haven't. I mean, when was the last athlete with that much charisma and comedic timing and and just, you know, sad? I, OJ, I don't know. <laughs> you, you, but, but it's crazy, you know but that that was OJ yeah, before. That was OJ. You know, no, I know, everything. and that's what I said. We all know yeah. how that turned out. So. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. I was walking to get a haircut in New York City in, like, cutting through Central Park the day Peyton was making his debut on Saturday Night Live, right. and I ran into Archie. Archie told me he was more nervous for Peyton on Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. than on any time he ever played football. Yeah. I mean, you go back to those Saturday Night Live. Oh, I it's mean, amazing. The United Way skits That's where amazing. he's throwing the football. I know. I mean, he, his comedic time. I also love his ESPN stuff. It's that he's genius. Doing right the now. commercials. The, yeah, did you see the one? The ESPN Plus is fantastic. Where he's throwing the ball off the roof that was the stunt that they used back trying to get to drum up people to go to the game. It's and, amazing. Yeah. It's just... Uh, and the Tom Brady stuff is great. Oh, it's great. You know, he says, we didn't pump any noise in, and, you know, Brady starts cursing at him. You're full of it. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. And they're good friends, as you know. Yeah. I think everybody's good friends with Peyton. Yeah, Peyton's the best, isn't he? Yeah. And, you know, when we started the special, and you know, when we got the title, it's like, okay, that's that's our MacGuffin. That's our... We're going that... Like, that whole thinks he's special is the route, and we're going to do that with everything. And... You know, and so that's what, you know, I texted Peyton and was like, so I got this special on ABC and I really would love to have you in it. And this is the idea. And he coaches me in this. And it's hysterical. That's Basically, awesome. I just, I'm just like, just tell me I suck the whole time. <laughs> and um, he's good at that. How about your fandom? And you're a diehard fan of the Cleveland Browns. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and I was so excited to have you on, knowing, you know, the Browns yeah. going to play on Thursday night. Yeah, and boy, did they. <laughs> Oh my did you see it? I tweeted. I did the intro for that sh- that whole thing. So the whole thing, I'm ready. I'm like, this is going to be great. We got Brad in studio. We'll talk to you about his Browns. Then I see you do the intro for the NFL on Fox. Oh, this is going to be fantastic. Right. I saw your tweet at the end of the game <laughs> when I said Brad. When I said beat the Steelers, that's not what I meant. <laughs> really, that's not what Brad was talking about when no. he said beat the Steelers. What was going through your mind? A during the game, about to be the best win of the year, and B, that was just horrific at the end. Horrific. Uh, I was like, you know, I was like, okay, he looks okay. You know, talking about the quarterback for the Steelers. I was like, he looks okay. I don't think it hurt him. Um, he's still mad. That's a good sign. <laughs> he's not laying on the ground. And, and I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Miles is out for a long time. Yeah. Were you thinking beforehand, all right, we can make a run? You know, if you beat Pittsburgh, you know, you, yes. the schedule's pretty easy. You can now make a run to the playoffs? Yeah, I did. I mean, and I still do. I I think, you know, losing any one player besides the quarterback on a football team can be damaging, but not. It's not losing. I mean, it's not. It's You know what? Somebody else has got to step up and be an unexpected bright light on yeah. that team. 
and they could make a run. I said, you know, do we go to the Super Bowl this year? More than likely not. But uh, at the same time, I mean, postseason's not out of the question. Not in our league. No, it's not. Not in the AFC. It's going to be more difficult now without Miles Garrett. What was your take on the Browns, you know, the first half of the season? So many chances, the Sunday night game against the Rams, the bad play selection, getting clubbed early against Tennessee, yeah. the Denver game. What what was your reaction to how the Browns were playing? I thought it was probably my fault. <laughs> For believing in them? Well, I went to I went to training camp again. I remember I did the I did hard knocks. Of course, before. of course. This year I went again just without any fanfare just went and hung out a little bit and met Odell and you know he was really nice and and uh Chubb and everybody and Baker again and you know and it's it was like and one of the they they had me I talked to like some reporters and they said what what's your takeaway I said the most fun thing about this season I think is that the Steelers are scared that's awesome and you know what I didn't realize they were scared for their lives but <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to flash back to those kind of things uh, it, it's too bad that that this couldn't be a friendly rivalry as opposed to that got just beyond nasty and there's no place for that in in sports and i think from what i hear i don't know miles garrett at all but i hear he's not that way he writes poetry he does a lot of great things for yeah. kids he's part of chris long's water boy well uh, hopefully, they'll hopefully they'll take that into account because i'll bet you a a large sum of money that he never does that again no i would he's hope never going to do anything like that he's going to check his temper i would hope that he learned from that and so you're a diehard fan of the browns mm -hmm. also and you're wearing your dodgers hat yeah diehard fan of the la dodgers how yes. did you root for the browns and the dodgers what's the origin well the that? browns were third grade i decided uh, in a family of steeler fans to root for the browns among you know they were pretty mad at me but i loved brian sype wow i went as brian sype for three different halloweens that's amazing full blown helmet pads 17 jersey everything now in the um I, you know i i grew up i would go to some pirates games that's the you grew up in west virginia west right? virginia yeah yep. i would go to pirates games went to some indians games things like that but i didn't really have a team um and then married a la actress and started going to dodger games and was like this is the team i love these guys you found it found it yeah and I've, one of my favorite photos is the day we brought my son home from the hospital um and i'm wearing a dodger hat. this hat actually this exact hat That's and, awesome. a, and a browns jersey That's <laughs> That's how I brought him perfect home. combo. but they are two opposing ends of the spectrum these two teams. yeah which is why when i was because I, I know you're a fan of both teams I'm like how did that happen all right now i feel better i know the origin we, we live out there part of the time in california we have a place out there um and that's the that's the game so that's where i go that's my home team so. every year i pick the dodgers to win the world series me too <laughs> when, when, brad when is it gonna happen <sighs> next year that's up to them. I feel like it's up to them, though. Don't you think? Got to spend more money? Maybe. Garrett probably. Cole? I would love to see Garrett Cole. I've met Garrett. I think he's a great guy and as good a pitcher as you could ask for. I mean, he's probably, on paper, he's the missing piece. Without question. You but get Garrett Cole, you need that that yeah. other horse in the rotation. Yes. I want Clayton Kershaw to win a championship Me, more than anything. You think I don't? Of course. I, I'm... You know, he is the best pitcher of our generation. We feel, I mean, we're really, really lucky to have had that. And the man is an example in in life. And so 
to, to see him hoist that trophy would be the greatest thing for me. I would feel like I want it. I always say he's our generation Sandy Koufax. He is. I and feel terrible for him. I and you terrible. know him very well. Yeah. He's your guy. Love him. Love him. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's amazing as a human being and as a friend. And I, I think, um, you know, his talent is such that, you know, you saw, I think, the emergence of a new Clayton last year that, you know, the, the season ended badly, but throughout the season, he defied expectations. Yeah, he reinvented himself. He too. did. Yeah. And I think he's not done reinventing himself. I would agree with that. I felt bad that he came out of the bullpen. Yeah. I, I was a, I was a tough spot for him. Yeah, I think well, anyone who was being critical of Clayton that that was wrong. It was more on the manager and the situation. Yeah, I disagreed with his utilization. And by the way, he spot. left the game tied. That's right. That's not the same as losing the game. A hundred percent. You know, and in that sense, the blame goes everywhere. Um, but nobody, nobody wants to think about that right now. We just have to. It's like looking ahead. Like that team is so crazy great. Loaded, loaded, and and can. You know, and it's funny, on paper, we all have our theories on what they ought to do moving forward. But. Hey, Garrett Cole, that's that's our guy? I'd be up for that. I mean, I'd love it. I love him, and I think that'd be great. But, yeah, I mean, they're going to have to add somebody if they don't keep for you. Or maybe Rendon as a bat. They need to go big. I'll they need take to spend. Rendon, too. Sure. You look back at the 2017 Astros with the cheating scandal and say, you know, oh, that, man. That, that was our World Series? Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I sang at one of those games. I sang at the National Anthem at one of those games. How so. cool is that for you? Oh, unbelievable. But I also sang, the, the the crowning achievement, the only way I'll ever make a sports book, other than a footnote in Nationwide, is the, <laughs> is the uh, I sang the World Series national anthem at the 18-inning doubleheader. Wow. So who sang the anthem at the longest World Series game in history? That must, did you stay for the whole game? Yeah. That's incredible. It's crazy. That's unbelievable. I just kept thinking, it, it, I went through the emotions because I'm like, don't lose this game. Don't lose this. I said, you know, when you sing anthem and they lose, it's the then best. it's on it's, you. That's right. on me. Then it's so, in your head. I'm like, don't lose, don't lose, don't lose. And it's the only game they wanted that World Series. But in, but by the by the like fifteenth inning, I'm like, I, okay, at this point, <laughs> I, I'm giving up. Like, I, you started to feel like it's over. Now, before we let you go, any sports take that you want to just get off your chest? I know you, you're a big sports fan. Any Is there a team to beat in the NFL this year as you see it? you feeling the Ravens? you feeling the Packers, the Patriots? Uh, you cannot underestimate the Packers with Aaron. Yeah, well, we're on the same pitch. You just can't. He's capable of miracles. But I think probably uh, in a scary way, it's the Patriots again. I just I don't know. Any concern about Brady or that defense is is too great? Nah, he's another one. Yeah, like Brady'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. Yeah, I, I want to argue with you, but I can't. You know, history's on your side. And you know, they, it's like at some point they need to lose just so people don't hate them quite so much. <laughs> you know, they hate's too much. Yeah, it's just crazy. Brad, this was awesome. I can't wait for the special. Keep up the outstanding work. I'm so glad you came in studio, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Hey, it's great talking to you. Brad Paisley, of course. If Brad Paisley thinks he's special, primetime special on ABC, can't wait for it. For more of me, Adam Shine. Who doesn't want more me? I love me. 
You can listen to me on my Sirius XM radio show, Shine on Sports. We always get the best guests. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Steph Curry. I mean, we live for this. Best guests in all the sports talk radio, best callers. It airs every weekday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Sirius XM, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82. You can also listen to the radio show on demand with the Sirius XM app. Adam Shine, not telling you to wager on football, but here we go. All right, so on the season, I am 86-73-3 picking against the spread, which is absolutely sensational if I do say so myself. I mean, I would say I don't like to toot my own horn, but that's a lie. I love to toot my own horn, but all of a sudden last night as we're taping at 2 o'clock Eastern on Tuesday, it was Monday nights, and I heard some footsteps. It was Mikey Fitz, our associate producer for Shine on Sports. He has gained four games on me over the last two weeks. Mikey Fitz is 84-75-3. Bob Stew, we will save him the embarrassment, of course, of giving his season record. Oh, if you listen closely, though, I think you hear a little bit more footsteps. I'm creeping closer here. You're 78-81-3! Here I come, baby. I wasn't going to say it, Bob. Hey, 6-7-1 last week. If I keep winning at that pace, I'll be over 500 in no time. Come on, Bob. You're better <laughs> than that. Now, remember last week, Bob Still, we asked him for his Thursday pick first because Ugh. there are three guarantees in life, death taxes, and Bob fails on Thursday night football. <laughs> we destroyed Mikey Fitz because on Shine on Sports on Thursday, he picked the... The Steelers, along with Bob, and remember, you always have to go the opposite. Now, I'm going to write on a sheet of paper, <laughs> pretty big, oh, so great. you guys, when I hold it up, who I'm picking. All right, we've got the Houston Texans favored by three and a half. Houston Texans favored by three and a half against the Indianapolis Colts. I have my pick locked in. I'm writing it on a sheet of paper. I'll hold it up for you guys to read so you know that I'm I'm not messing around. <laughs> All I want is for Bob Stew to go the opposite way. <laughs> Bob Stew, who are you picking? Oh, did you hear something else? Oh, that's the screams of agony coming from Indianapolis because I'm taking the Colts. That's right, the Indianapolis yes! Colts. Oh, yes! Congratulations to the Houston Texans uh. winning covering. See, right there. Texans, that's the pick. I'm taking the Houston Texans. Mike, who were you originally going to take and who are you taking now? I was originally going to take the Colts, but now I'm going to take the Texans just because Bob's the Colts. You can't, Bob. You can't. I I told you last week you couldn't take Pittsburgh, (laughs) and you did. All right. I I do love the Texans to bounce back. I I think that – I was stunned how lopsided that game was on Sunday. But I feel like the line's an overreaction to that, though. Three and a half? Yeah, the Colts are just as good as the Texans are. The Colts' defense yeah, but is you get a three machine. three points being at home. I guess. So basically, they're telling you it's a pick em. Yeah, but Houston wasn't even in the game against Baltimore. Yeah, but that was Baltimore. the worst Baltimore. It's uh, a credit to Baltimore. Uh, but they're 41-7, to though? Bob's trying to rationalize it. Trying to rationalize it. Poor Deshaun Watson. He's got no help. By the way, the Shine Girls and Theo, very interested in the picks last week, and I had to tell them all about the Bob Stew curse. (laughs) And you had Maya and Jolie who disagreed on it, and 
and Maya got it right, and Jolie got it wrong, and Theo got it wrong. So Friday morning, last Friday morning, Jolie wakes up at about 6.50. She comes downstairs. I've got the TV on. I show her the video of the Miles Garrett incident, and her face... I mean, she can't believe it. Her jaw hits the ground. It's crazy. That's awful. Is my is Mason Rudolph okay? Is Miles Garrett going to be suspended? She's asking all the right questions, and then without missing a beat, she says, "Daddy, did the Browns cover the spread?" <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know you're doing parenting the right way. Father of the year. Did the Browns cover the <laughs> spread? So she was thrilled to know that her pick came in and. Obviously, that Bob Stew uh, was the ultimate jinx, and <laughs> that made all the sense in the world. Bob, I, your, your record on, on Thursday is absolutely deplorable. You know, one of the games that interests me a lot, and I'll ask Mike about this for this week because he's made a living this year picking the Miami mm. Dolphins. How about this week with the Cleveland Browns, no Miles Garrett, obviously, favored by 10.5 against the Miami Dolphins? And a Mikey Fitz. You can't go fins up this time. I'm going fins all the way up. I no. think they have a very good chance of covering ten and a half. Ten and a half, I can see them losing by ten. I can see them losing by seven. I could even see them flat out winning this Baker's game. Baker's played winning? well the last few weeks. So Mike. is Fitz Magic. Winning? Fitz Magic. I, be- Fitz I believe magic. in the magic. I know you don't. No and magic. I know Garrett's the best player on the team, but he's not gonna be there. But you know, those DBs are legit. Cleveland. Listen, they're they're still at four and six. They're alive. Schedule relatively easy. Don't misinterpret. I'm not taking them to make the playoffs, but ten and a half, I will acknowledge, is a big number, but I do think Cleveland could cover it. I'll give you another one that fascinates the hell out of me. How about Mitch Trubisky? And make no mistake, you know, if he was playing good football, we wouldn't have heard about a hip injury. You have the Bears at home favored by six and a half against the artist formerly known as the New York Football Giants. I mean, I've been having my eye. I've been keeping my eye really closely on this spread. I mean, six feels about right. The Giants are coming off the bye, though. But, you know, you have the uncertainty around Saquon Barkley. The offense looked terrible. And the defense is a complete disaster. But we already saw this movie. We saw this We saw this script written last year with Chase Daniel going into New York against the Giants. The Bears lost that heartbreaker in overtime. I don't know how anybody could lay money on the Bears here. With the six, it's way too many points. The Bears look terrible. They can't kick. They can't throw. They, can't, they refuse to run. Yeah, I like the Giants in that game. You know, it's crazy. Everything you're saying is right about Chicago, obviously. I think I like the Bears in this one. Why? I Because that defense, at least with Khalil Mack going against that offensive line, you know, the Bears still have players. The Giants, you know, they're coming off a of bye, Bob. They're, they're dreadful. I mean, Pat Shermer is one of the few coaches in the league who's worse in game than Matt Nagy. Yeah. You're not wrong about the kicker. I mean, Mitch Trubisky, we've destroyed him on, on radio, on TV, on the podcast consistently. He's toast. He's cooked in Chicago. You know, no one's calling Daniel Jones, Daniel Dimes, Danny Dimes anymore. <laughs> like Danny Pennies. I kind of like Chicago in that one. And how about the three big games of the week? Okay, I'm going to give you initial thoughts. Reserve the right to change my mind. By the time football Friday rolls around. I like the Ravens to cover on Monday night, favored by three against the Rams. I think that the Packers will beat the Niners outright in San Francisco. San Fran is favored by three. And I think Dallas can cover in New England 
six and a half point spread. Yeah, I feel like you got you know, like got a lot going on there. I I agree with you wholeheartedly on the Ravens. I think three. I think that's a little disrespectful to Baltimore at this point. I know the game's in Los Angeles. The Rams struggle to do anything against the Bears. How are they going to do anything against the Ravens? I mean, you're not playing Mitch Trubisky. You're playing Lamar Jackson now, which I think is that's a big difference. That's about as far as you could go in terms of polar opposite quarterbacks, right? I also like the Packers, too, but I like them with the points. I'm not necessarily going to take them to win, though. Only three-point spread right now? I got it at three and a half. Okay. It's been rising toward the Niners again. It opened at three and a half. You saw it move back to Green Bay at three. It's now back to San Francisco at three and a half. It's been fluctuating all week. Yeah, I think the Packers off the bye, they get they got to cover that number, especially three and a half. I love it at three and a half. But I think San Francisco could pull that game out. And by the way, the Patriots are going to club the Cowboys. I don't even think it's going to be close. Tom Brady, game manager. <laughs> By the way, should I be tipping my hand and telling Mike who I'm picking? Who, who do you like in these games? I like the Ravens. I think they're going to smash a Marcus Peters' revenge game. That's right. <laughs> I I think the Packers could definitely cover the spread, even win the game outright. And I I am on the Cowboys, too. I think they they have a shot. I think Dak could really do something against this Patriots team. I think the problem with Dallas is that the defense has not played well enough. You're and right. I, I think that is the biggest concern The biggest concern in this game, though, to me, is Belichick versus Garrett. But I don't That's worry about the Cowboys' the offense. No. I don't worry about it. But they are going up against the best defense in the league. But I could argue the Cowboys have the best offense in the NFL. The Cowboys' offense has been spectacular. Dak, Dak Prescott has been, has been excellent. Think about it. Zeke hasn't gotten going, and Dak looks excellent. All they got to do is put it together here. They I'll give you one together. more that I think is a great game but also impossible. How about Philly at home favored by one and a half against the Seattle Seahawks? Yeah, I saw that line. I'm just going to give up. I have no idea. That is- I would lean on Seattle in that one. And you know I always try to roll with, with Philly. That's where my default goes. Seattle off the bye. Yes. You know how Ross and Pete Carroll and Bobby Wagner are. It doesn't matter, you know, home road moon. They, they, <laughs> they're, they're able to win a football game. Who do you like in that one, Mike? Yeah, the Eagles really haven't shown me anything this year. I, I would like the, the Seahawks go on the road with the MVP of the NFL, win the game outright. You know what bothers me the most about the Eagles? The second half against the Patriots. Punt, 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 yeah. punt, punt. Sure. They could barely get a first down. I know it's New England. The Eagles have no receivers. I love Wentz. He was dreadful. The injuries are a factor. Deshaun's out for the year. No Alshon Jeffrey. Lane Johnson got hurt. Jordan Howard didn't play. That was a killer. And, you know, Wentz made the mistake on his best throw of the game. He hit Nelson Aguilar, worst possible place, (laughs) right in the hands. Only place you want to hit Nelson Aguilar, right in the hands. Fantasy football is next. Adam Shine, fantasy football legend. All right, this is episode 12 of the critically acclaimed Adam Shine podcast. And, you know, I always get great feedback on the tales of woe when it comes to fantasy. Well, this was the worst week we've ever had. I'm in three leagues. I'm in the Daily League with DraftKings and with uh, about 20 friends of mine from from town. And I'm in a, a season-long league with friends as well. And I'm in a kids' league. This week... Here's all you need to know. I'm going to give you the three tales of woe and then some details for you. Number one, in the DraftKings in daily, my quarterback-receiver combo was Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. I thought I hit the jackpot with that. It was Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Needless to say, 
We were terrible. Ugh. Of course, I get a, a Tuesday morning text message from Stone just killing me. <laughs> not not that Stone is up watching the game, you know, you know, big time investment banker. He's mm. he's asleep at like nine thirty or whatever the hell he's doing. So he wakes up, you know, six a.m. blowing up my phone. Nice job with Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill. Yeah, because you injured Tyree Kill. <laughs> it's my fault. You know, being fair though, play taking that combo in an international game on that field probably not the best strategy. But, you know, it doesn't matter in Stone's world. It's still, I failed, and he's not wrong on that one. So the Yahoo League that I'm in, right, I, I'm i in this league. I'm not as into it as, as I was. This will probably be my last year doing it. You're out. I, I'm out. In fact, you know what? I'm announcing my retirement oh, right now, <laughs> a world exclusive on the podcast, I'm out. This is like um, when you quit your AL only league. That was that was baseball. emotional. You know, Catalan's in that league. Oh yeah. I was course. in that league since the since Catalan and I met in the mid nineties. <laughs> I finally I couldn't do it anymore. I'm out. I'm not doing this season long league anymore. You know, it's it's been one of those years where you know, there's been injuries, inconsistencies. I have Saquon Barkley. I have Adam Thielen. So the whole thing was was a mess, right? Like I'm I'm piecing the lineup together, and there's no shot I'm going to win. I started Kyle Allen, which turned. I mean, I don't regret it. My other choice was Jared Goff. Oh. I started Allen over Goff. I had Rodgers on the bye. You know, I'm picking up guys off the scrap heap. So I'm down a huge chunk of points Monday Night Football. I have Keenan Allen, I have Hunter Henry, I have LaShawn McCoy. I lost 95.82 to 95.50. That was the final wow. score in that league. But wait, there's more. So, you know I'm obsessed with the kids league, and it's great. And, you know, I give the Shine kids full autonomy, and the girls are, are very into it. So in the kids league, playing my buddy Nick, who is a great guy, and his kids are incredibly into it. Nick and I co-run the league, and and Nick, Nick's great. He's a super great guy, big time sports fan. He's he's really smart. He's a a, a political pollster. So you know, I, he's very Bob's face lit up. I don't, it's an unbelievable job. He's a partner at the Global Strategy Group. He, really smart guy, big into numbers, loves sports, and he has three kids, and they're very into it. And you know, he and I co-run the league together. And but but Nick is the guy who sends out the emails. You know, he's he's running the league. He's I'm basically you know the hype man. You're right? a figurehead. I'm the figurehead. You're a face. And Nick, <laughs> Nick Nick's really in charge of the whole thing. But we, we you know I I gather the people. Nick Nick does all the all the dirty work. So one of the things that I decided and I said to Nick, I'm like you know the Shine Girls want to do this. Let's make the league PPR, which we did. Okay, it wasn't PPR. I'm like, and the whole point was it's a kids' league. You know, let's make sure they understand the scoring. They're into it. So that was the Shine Kids idea to make it PPR. And I give you that to give you this. We go into Monday Night Football. <laughs> the Shine Girls have Patrick Mahomes. Nick and his kids have Hunter Henry. Patrick Mahomes has this awful game. By the way, our backup quarterback on the bench, Dak Prescott. Oh, no. Dak, a no-brainer decision, 
right? I mean, you have you still have to start Patrick Mahomes yeah. over Dak Prescott. You drafted Pat, you play you, Pat. And by the way, remember, the Shine Kids drafted Patrick Mahomes with the sixth overall pick. Right. So it's really a no-brainer. Final drive for Phillip Rivers. He hits Hunter Henry on third down. Final score, Team Gorfitch, 78.8. Team Shine, 77.9. I wake up in the morning, and I have a text message from Nick. (laughs) And it says, and I quote from his son, Teddy, Yay, we won against Mr. NFL. (laughs) The ultimate trash talk. <laughs> and I, I was so upset watching it. I'm like, the girls are going to be so, so miserable. Oh. And you know, Maya and, and Nick's daughter Olivia, they're they're good friends. They're the same age. I'm like, oh, it's going to be trash talk at school. And there it is. And Teddy reminds me of a, of a young me. Like he's like he's he's he knows all the stats, all the numbers. He's he's into sports. He's obsessed with it. He's talking trash at a young age. That is what it's all about. Here's what's on Shine's mind. Thank you for listening to another sensational episode of the Adam Shine Podcast. Brad Paisley, are you kidding me? Absolutely incredible. What a treat that was. Bob Stew, sensational. Mikey Fitz, sensational. Thanks to all our wonderful listeners on SiriusXM On Demand. Thanks to our listeners on Pandora, our listeners on Apple and with Stitcher. Please hit the subscribe button, leave a review, because you love the Adam Shine Podcast and... We love you. You can always catch me every weekday on my SiriusXM radio show. Shout out sports, which airs from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM. Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. This is the Adam Shine Podcast. For more from Adam Shine, listen to Shine on Sports on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Weekdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, SiriusXM 82. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.